Bulavinaka, everybody. Welcome back to our podcast, Digressions of a Fijian. Um, this is episode four, and I'm Isabella, and I'll be your host for this podcast. Um, for those of you who have just joined us, welcome. And those of you who are um, following us already, um, welcome as well. So today's podcast is going to be on technology and how our experiences for our children and our family and also just our views on the use of technology today. So sit back and I hope you enjoy our episode. So technology, why this topic, why technology? Well, to open up the conversation, we, you know, I'll bring it back to our family. We have three kids and it's 2019. So technology is very much part and parcel of their everyday lives. You know, we have apps for almost everything we do and there's a heavy reliance on technology, you could say, for maximizing output on any work that they do. And I guess you could also say it applies to society at large. You know, it's easy to get carried away pontificating on why we must allow for the natural process, you could say, for technology in our children's lives. But I feel going in that hard and in such a dogmatic way would actually disable us in the sense we'd be doing our children a massive injustice with regards to preparing them on how to use technology responsibly and also how to maximize the benefit for them academically, professionally, or even as I do on a personal development level with this podcast and my blog, which consequently has led to my being able to work as a freelance writer and ties in well with like our army life, um, you know, life schedule, I guess you could say, where it, it's a lot easier for me to work from home. There's no denying that there is a tremendous advantage to our children um, accessing technology. For example, all three have been introduced at early stages to learning apps that have improved their hand and eye coordination through interactive learning. Now, improving hand and eye coordination, I know it, it's probably unfair to put it down to the apps. We do a lot of outdoor activities as well that um, helps in that development stage for them too. But the um, tying it into the theme for today, which is technology, technology apps have the, the uh, learning apps that they have utilized have have really helped massively too um, another way that the advantage of utilizing technology in a pro in the appropriate manner it's like language skills apps that would allow for them to learn new words and phrases in language um, in a language besides English um, linking it back to hand and eye coordination also the apps also allow for cognitive development obviously again by using appropriate apps it can provide basic reading writing and even math skills i'll even go as far to say that these techno technological tools uh, by way of apps also encourage problem solving skills there's research that shows that young children engage effectively on games because they're more interested in achieving short-term goals. So playing these games allows them to think about what the next steps will be and how it will affect the result of the game. It encourages logical thinking and decision-making skills. I think decision-making skills is really important for those of us that come from, you know, Pacifica communities and 
uh, also minority ethnic backgrounds. I say decision-making skills bec- um, and from our own background because I feel that our communities are ones where we are taught to be reserved, I guess, and um, respect our elders. So a lot of the decisions are made for us uh, from a very young age up until young adulthood. So then by the time we get to the point in our life where we are on our own and having to make decisions uh, for ourselves, we tend to doubt the decisions we make and it, it impacts our quality of life massively. And so I think these kind of apps sort of um, lays the foundation on how to, what's the word for it, how to, um, hmm, how to make decisions and analyze um, what the outcomes could be, I guess, analytical thinking. Yeah, that's the word I was thinking for, thinking of. And yeah, so today I have Neville here with me and we're going to be talking about our experience as parents, um, how our different opinions on technology and the role it plays with our children. Welcome back, Neville. It's always great to have you on the podcast. Um, yeah, as I said in, our, in the intro to the podcast, this today's theme or today's topic is about technology and how it um, sort of impacts our children's lives. When I say impacts, I, th- I think impacts is maybe a negative word to use. That's a, how they utilize it in their everyday lives. That's really yeah. Um, so, you know, technology is such a, general sort of generalized um, subject but if we were to talk about technology would be here all night so we've narrowed it down to how we um, what restrictions sort of methods that we put in place um, with regards to our children and screen time and also uh, social media yeah yeah so like what are your thoughts on screen time for our kids I, I already know I just I, I want you to share it with our audience. Like, what are your thoughts on screen time? Oh, I think it's absolutely essential um, as parents, because, as as you know, most of you are aware, it's it's quite addictive, uh, and it's amazing how we will justify the use or the you know excess yeah the excessive use of um, of this technology, especially screen time. I, I certainly speak from experience. You know, you you stare at a screen, and then before you know it, hour out, you know, an hour has gone by, and you have haven't really realized how much time that you know has been taken away from you. Yeah, and so like, how does that tie in with like the kids being able to access technology? Because some might argue, well, we live in you know in day and age where technology is part and parcel of everyday life and mm. they need it because like yeah, because of school yeah it's 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 absolutely necessary yeah um, but on you know you've got two ends of the spectrum you've got um, one where you remove all restraint yeah just free for all you know spend as much time as you want no limitation 
Yeah. And then you've got the other extreme where you've kind of just locked everything away, and you know the, the child can't have access to uh, you know to to technology in that sense with you know utilizing what is it screens? Yeah. Yeah. I guess that's like the scary extreme, isn't it? Because yeah. children yeah. are naturally curious. Yeah, pretty much becoming an yeah. Amish person, right? <laughs> <laughs> Oh my goodness! <laughs> <laughs> I'm not even going to address what you just said. because yeah, you don't use any technology yeah. at all. That's it. Um, but isn't that what Kylie said we were? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Kylie is my Welsh friend who likes to wind us up. <laughs> but then you know, there's for ourselves. We kind of in the middle, mm. having the balance, and you know that's that's the essential part is having that balance as parents. Yeah. Having the the control and you have you know you have to be in control you know as, as a parent uh, because if, if you factor in what your child can be potentially exposed to yeah uh, that is you know this that tablet or that screen is an actual a gateway it's a door to your child's mind and there's there's many positive things you can fill in there but equally you know there's a lot of bad things that they can feel in their minds yeah and i mean like with us we use and again like we use technology to our advantage by mm -hmm. having apps that can actually set age limits um you know we have three kids who are the age range is between three to 15 so the content that each of them uh consumes is completely different so you know what the three-year-old three might enjoy watching the eight-year-old will not necessarily want to watch or the 15-year-old I'd be very surprised if Va wants to watch what Levi is watching but then again she sits there with him doesn't she <laughs> yeah that's right <laughs> <laughs> but you know like we've had mixed reactions from friends when we tell them that we have these restrictions in place haven't we and yeah. you know, what was the word term you used um, the ones that don't agree with us think that it's yeah i think it's like you know quite draconian yeah uh, um having to filter the content it's not that we stop them from using you know they have they no absolutely not it's yeah. it, we recognize as parents uh, that is is essential to you know uh, to their education yeah but at the same time as parents we do recognize the dangers that are involved with uncontrolled use yeah and it is absolutely essential that we um, put in these control measures to ensure that the children are um, you know are protected really how has um, how has it helped you having access to the internet as a young adult and now knowing what the internet is capable of as a parent like do you think it's helped you because I didn't have access to the internet um, until I started uni. Hmm. I didn't even have an email address. You know, I was terrible. I, I typed in my email address on where you're supposed to type in the web page yeah. <laughs> because I, th I didn't know how to access. Um, I had a Hotmail account then. And then, you know, I've obviously learned. I, f I feel like I spend too much time on the internet. But it's, it's having that knowledge, I guess, for, like, for me. Like, how it, do you think it's helped you? having sort of um, a bit of knowledge to, to, to know uh, what measures to put in place. Do you think it's helped you being aware, I guess? Yeah. Yeah, for me, mainly, it's, it's mainly from uh, mistakes. Yeah. Because, you know, uh, again, we, we've, we've had no one there to actually tell us. 
Right. So it's more the lessons I've learned are from purely from experience. Yeah. That, yeah, that's that's what I mean. <laughs> okay. <laughs> yeah, and that that's what we're doing. We, uh, yeah, especially with time consumption. Yeah. I've I've wasted so much time. Yeah. Um, just looking on <laughs> you start on youtube looking for some educational video and the next yeah. thing you know you're you watching cat videos yeah you're watching cat videos or you're watching like this um this compactor machine watching how it can just you know smash whatever type of object <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah i mean I'm, I'm guilty of that as well like we were just before um we started recording this podcast he's like he never saying oh this takes up a lot of time for you to edit and like um, get the topic and sort of have a script, some sort of script to be able to to just start the conversation off. And then he sort of laughed and looked at me and said, but to be honest, I think you spend a lot more time on your phone. And he's right, because I'll be writing down um, sort of a train of thought and committing it to paper because I'm still old fashioned that way. Like I have to write something down and then um, the ideas build up on that. And then I might think of like um, a talk that I've heard or something I've read, an article, and I'll pick up my phone and try and access it. And I'll read the article and then there'll be suggestions at mm. the bottom and, you know, any links. And the thing is, like, because we know how those clicks work, mm. we know what to avoid as well, because sometimes those links are not good. Right, yeah. And so this is, you know, it leads us back to why we have restrictions in place for our children and the content that they can access. You know, I, I sometimes am like, I'm shocked, I guess, for want of a better word, at um, some of like parents that we're friends with who um, I'll go over with like um, my eight-year-old, for example, or visit like friends who have similar aged uh, kids and they'll have um, a tablet and the kids are like, w what they're accessing, like for me as a parent is not age appropriate. And like, how do you have a conversation with your child who's like sitting there and the, the friend that she's visiting is, has like a, a device where they're accessing, um, you know, like websites or accessing games that are mm -hmm. not age appropriate because I don't know if it's the, the ignorance on the parents' part, not knowing that there, there, there are things that they, you know, measures that they need to put in place mm. with that particular app. So I always find it hard for, for me having that conversation. Or like, how do you deal with that as a parent? Like, if you if you were put in that situation, what would you do? Well, for me, I I just quite simply tell my child. Yeah. You know, I have no responsibility in that sense. You know, for Someone else's. Yeah, someone else's child. But what I do have responsibilities for my my child. Yeah. And, you know, regardless of wh which environment we're in, if we're in, th you know, at, at someone else's house, you know, that's that's not like a license for your kid to just do whatever they want then. Yeah. Although, you know, they, they do take advantage of that, don't they? They try it, yeah. Yeah, and, and that's, you know, that's... That's, that's kids. That, yeah, <laughs> that's kids. And it's, it's all part of uh, disciplining them. Yeah. you know that's the key thing really is yeah. the discipline you know before i started this podcast i was i'll, I'll admit i had a bit of fear because i feel like there might be backlash on how people might perceive the way that um um we 
we parents mm. when it comes to this kind of excess yeah? like like you said you know people we've had friends who disagree with it because they think it's draconian but at the same time there has been a lot of sort of positive feedback as well because um, some parents whose children are the same age as our eldest have actually told us like you know I wish I had done this earlier I wish I had done what you guys have done uh, with your children earlier because now I have no control which is sad you know mm. like you're talking 14 15 year olds whose parents feel helpless about what their children are accessing yeah you know on on phones and devices that parents are paying for mm. I don't know if it maybe it <laughs> yeah, that, that always still baffles me it's like you know inside I'm thinking you know you're the parent you know yeah <laughs> take control of you know you're in control yeah and if if you're still paying for the phone bills yeah if the child is still living in your house you know you have that responsibility yeah. and that's the key word is you have that responsibility to to make sure that you you know that you're educating them and you know it is a big part of the education yeah uh, the discipline i think also like what helps the two of us is our uh, maybe like the way that we were brought up uh, mm. in and I'm not trying to make it seem like you know it was better but I, I think it's like the culture that we were brought up in eh? so there's still that sort of respect yeah yeah so we we parent um, with like the values the principles and the values that we were brought up with and also things that we've learned as adults mm. and and um, Nev and I are Christians so we sort of uh, <laughs> what? Nev just made a face at me when I said that. I think he, he thinks I I shouldn't be calling myself that. <laughs> no, I didn't say that. <laughs> no, so we 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 also apply Christian values to our teachings, and at the end of the day, whether it's Christian or any other religion, it's all it's also about just having some sort of faith-based uh, teaching in. Um, and the way you parent because it, it gives them that sort of like you said oh the three things that you said hmm. what are the three pillars which are um, maturity all right the yeah. yeah the emotional maturity and the spiritual the physical yeah uh, maturity as well so the physical is something that you're able to see yes yeah, it's, it's the, the more the biological sort of development yeah you know the children the, you know the teenagers physically yeah they have they look like yeah. they're, they're adults yeah, and they can exactly, handle what, yeah. whatever it is that they're accessing. But, but you, know, when, you know, when you think about them emotionally, they're still very immature. Um, and I mean, if, if they don't develop emotionally um, from, from the teenage years, yeah. you know, they'll grow up literally as emotionally mature. Yeah, emotionally yeah. mature. Yeah. And, it, and it, it sort of impacts on how they make decisions, life. Uh, decisions uh, and I guess it sort of ties into what I had said about how we can use apps appropriately at young age and I was talking about like how children um, you know like we can utilize uh, games educational games though educational games um, age appropriate where the children um, it encourages logical thinking and decision-making and I, I had said that um, because of the culture that we as Pacific uh, communities mm. come from, yeah, the 
the cultural background that we come from, um, we are brought up in a way where decisions are made for us from a young age up until um, young adult age. Mm. So when we do move out of home, eventually, <laughs> um, some of us don't have that emotional maturity to be able to make um, decisions. Yeah. Yeah. So th that, like that's what I'm saying. Like having like. Um, using technology in a way you just lay a foundation on how you're able to sort of think logically it's it plays like a role in it though and i, I understand like parenting comes into play um, uh, education comes into play into building layers of that but just having like using um, technology in a positive way hmm. can also help towards the emotional maturity yeah uh, you know there's also the other side where it's it's used as a babysitting tool um, yeah, I <laughs> and, mean, and you know that I'm guilty of that. Yeah, the, you know the justification about leaving your child with a screen so you can go off and do whatever you want or have this undisturbed uh, time. I feel like this is a side swipe. <laughs> <laughs> you know, yeah. I mean, I'm I'm definitely guilty of that. Like, I'll you know I'll want to do something. I'll need to clean the house. And yeah. then I'll go, hey, Levi, do you want to watch your... She, he watches this weird man. Yeah. <laughs> He's called Blippi. <laughs> he wears orange braces. But, you know, he is an educational show. Right. And so I'd put on... And it'd be 40 minutes, though. Yeah. And so I'll be able to finish whatever it is I need to do before that shows up. But just like enjoying that bit of peace and quiet because he's three and he's hyper and he likes to be in your face and everything so i totally get what you mean yeah no, it's th 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 there are times when it you know it, it would be useful mm -hmm. uh, but it is quite addictive in itself yeah that, that in itself the 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 ease of being able to all right you know as a young yeah. child as well eh? yeah. it, it's it's harder for them to be able to control how much that they because for them it's just like oh i like this mm. and i want to use it so now for our audience uh, because again i know what you um what your standing uh, stance is with this um with regards to you know like uh, a few parents some parents might say like um, well where's the boundaries in terms of like us respecting our teenagers uh, privacy Right. with communicating with her friends, uh, being able to access the internet for content, age-appropriate content, and, um, you know, like, what, what's your thoughts on that? In, in relation to privacy? Yeah, like, you know, like, emails or text messages or just communicating with her friends and how, because we have those restrictions. Oh, for example, our... Um, our 15-year-old, I don't know if uh, I might even venture <laughs> out and say she's probably one of the very few 15-year-olds who doesn't have a smartphone. Yeah. Um, Nev and I are of the school of thought that unless you can pay for a smartphone, there's no, uh, there there isn't a need for it. Yeah. Like, um, we, she does have a phone, but it serves the purpose of... It, it, it's only when she goes out... Um, Making. as a form of um, you know communication with us yeah. it's mainly for her protection really yeah um, yeah that's that's the the only time she'd get it yeah 
I mean, she's like... Um, she, she's quite tech savvy. She's yeah. <laughs> she's more tech savvy than, than me. Yeah. Know, so it, it's not like... Um, she's a naive 15-year-old who yeah. doesn't know how to... You know. Like, for example, the Snapchats. They use... I have an account, but on my account is just my cousins, my friends, actually, I mm. might say, <laughs> who are actually my cousins. And we just send pictures to each other. So again, there's like that... Um, restriction methods that we've uh, utilized to be able to allow them to use apps but not use apps where there's like total strangers on the other side That's yeah? Right, yeah and then also with regards to smartphones there's so many incidents of young people being cyberbullied and if we as parents we as parents feel like if we are able to protect it just for a little bit more time before she's mm you know, off to the big bad world. <laughs> we will, you know, we'll do that as well, you know. And, um, yeah, like, you know, the computer. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I always tell, uh, you know, tell my daughters, there's a reason why the people who, who you know, who invent these, um, these social media sites yeah. are not actually account holders, you know, because they... <laughs> Don't use it. Yeah, they they know how addictive it is, um, and um, you know just how influential it is on your thinking. Um, you know, and you mentioned something about cyberbullying. Mm. It's is it, it's a completely different world. Yeah. Um, to what we've been brought up in, because for teenagers nowadays, it's that is their reality. Yeah. Uh, you know, and I'm not saying just teenagers. You know the. Adults yeah, as the well. adults as well. They've all grown up in that age, yeah. where the social media world is their reality, and you know that you just have to make your, you know, for us, we have to make our children aware of this, um, because if you, if you, if you kind of just go in with the flow in that sense, yeah. it can really uh, change your life for the worse. Yeah, you know, like social media. I use social media a lot. Um, Nev doesn't necessarily use um, social networking sites. Um, he, I think you you use LinkedIn more, mm. but that's for like professional networking. That's right, yeah. Um, he follows me on Twitter though, which makes me a bit anxious at times because he'll text me and ask me to do something and I'll be like, oh, I'm very busy, very busy. And then I'm fighting with someone on Twitter. <laughs> and then I forget that he's following me and then he'll just like casually like a tweet just to tell me that. You're like a stalker. <laughs> yeah, the so. very people that we want our kids. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, social media, you know, it can be used. Um, like I use it to keep in contact with family, to send pictures, yeah. you know, like the distance. And our children are aware of it. They're aware of the advantage. And then we're also very open in, in the sense like we have conversations about the negative impact of social media, you know, like um, and how much information is too much information. Yeah. You know, like we've got two girls. We've got two girls and our youngest is a boy. And in this day and age where the way society sort of... Um, how shall I put it, pressures young girls and women into thinking that you have to be 
portrayed in a certain manner or portrayed yeah. in a certain way, which is like, it's great for those who are like body confident, but it's not so great for those who might feel pressured into being someone that they're not, you know? And so like we're big on self-respect, self-love, and social media sort of like cuts to the core of that and tries to destroy it, you know? The problem with social media though is it's it's given every you know person out there a mouthpiece so you you'll never be able to to keep any you know everyone happy there's always going to be someone yeah i guess i guess it's a bit unfair for me to use it as a villain because it's not social media it's the person behind the screen isn't it Mm. yeah and also like um i had an interesting conversation with a friend of mine uh, on twitter and we were talking about because there was this um there was this video circulating i didn't see it um, there was a video circulating of actually no it wasn't a video it was <laughs> it was a guy who had shared his high school experience and it was um, a high school experience of group sex right. and he more or less outed himself for doing something to a young minor um, that wasn't right but he was a minor as well mm. and then you know so obviously everybody that was involved in the act was uh, under the legal age. And um, yeah, so, but the conversation that we had was, I said to him, I was like, you know, I feel like, um, I'm gonna speak from the uh, Fijian perspective. I feel like the conversations are not being had at home with regards to important things like um, reproductive health, uh, sexual health, things that are important. I like. Um, for me, I'm going to be honest, it was awkward for me to have that conversation without Aldous Nev stepped in, especially when he had my introduction to it was like, well, you know how boys have balls and he's just like, yeah, you know what, I'm going to take over. Because <laughs> I never had the, the conversation. <laughs> I never had the conversation. And we were talking about it like, because teenagers are just naturally curious yeah. creatures. Some of them will turn to social media, some of them will turn to the internet to find out um, information about things that should be conversations that parents are having with them. And that's the danger of it. Yeah, it's, it's more building that, that really strong relationship with your, with your children mm-hmm. to be approachable. Because you know, I've always mentioned, to this, uh, mentioned this to, to Bella is that at home, is what you have control of. You know, once they step outside of the house, you know they go into to school, and all those pressures, you have no control over that really. Yeah. What they're exposed to, what they're bombarded with every day. Um, so it's kind of like training them up, you know, to almost like a soldier really to go out and do battle in in that in that world. That's sad though. Yeah, I, I, I know. That that's how parenting has to be today. Yeah, well, but then, you know, th- this is like opening a can of worms because yeah. parents have given that responsibility yeah. of education to the teachers yeah. in the schools. Yeah. You know, that you go there, you educate them, but the reality is education starts at home. It starts with the, f- you know, the, the family Yeah. Um, and how you teach them up, you know, not, not just to become academically you know, smart or whatever like that, yeah. but really to be good people, to be good citizens. Yeah to you know to help others yeah i mean that's always my biggest fear is like because we have girls um there's a lot more pressure uh from 
society on how they should act, how they should look, what they should do, and you know, um, even down to like the way they dress, and like there might even be pressures to do things that they might not feel comfortable doing, you know, and that's that's what really scares me, and also. Um, young, you know, young boys and young men as well have the same pressures, and I think there's not enough conversation around that as well. That they face the same pressures as well, you know. Like it, it sort of brings us back to how um, I think parents need to be more aware of what are the advantages, what are the disadvantages, what are the dangers mm. of um, exposing our children, I guess. But at the same time, like. Like you said, eh? being emotionally... Oh, did I just have an accent there? <laughs> <laughs> being emotionally mature. Yes, yes. <laughs> being emotionally mature. Preparing them to be able to know, actually, this is not right for me. Might be right for their friends, but it's not right for them. Right. Yeah. Yeah, just equipping them with um, the the moral values that, that they can really go out there. Yeah. You know, the they're armed to the teeth in that sense yeah um, so they can know how to deal with you know every everything you know success failure yeah um, because that is you know <laughs> that is life isn't it yeah no <laughs> uh, that's true but you know we, it, it seems like we live in a society now where it teaches more how to see the obstacles rather than you know the blessings that you have in your life just look and if you know I tell my children that you, you can't you get to where you are because of the effort and the, the work that you put in if you don't get there don't if you don't make it there then you just don't go looking around pointing that people are mm-hmm. a finger to to blame certainly here in the uk yeah you know it's a first first world nation yeah. <laughs> no that's true oh well um it's been an interesting chat good chat here in the studio in our very bright uh living room <laughs> <laughs> uh thanks again for joining us nev uh, guys, if you have any questions uh, for us with regards to this podcast or any questions or any ideas, no, any suggestions, suggestions on yeah. what topics you'd like us to talk about, uh, while Neville is still keen on um, helping me out <laughs> <laughs> with my podcast, uh, feel free to send me a message on any of my social media accounts on either Twitter, Instagram, or Facebook. Right. And it's on Fijian in the UK. Uh, you can find me just on the on that username, Fijian in the UK. And yeah, thanks again for joining us. And we'll see you on the next episode. Pleasure to be here. <laughs>